What up, guys? We're back. Another uh, recording to talk about Tigres. Got my friends here, Woods and Luis. What's up, guys? How you guys doing today? Hey, what's up, Arnoldo? What's up, Woods? Uh, good to see you guys again this week. Yeah, likewise, Luis. Um, a better result this week. Not um, a more convincing performance, but not not as convincing as we would have thought. Still a long way to go. But we've actually made a new signing in the meantime, haven't we? Yeah, a little bit of hope, guys. Uh, I'm not as devastated from the previous weeks of recording. Um, I see some light at the end of the tunnel for Tigres now, and I'm excited. We'll definitely be talking about that. But uh, let's start off with the uh, one of uh, victory that we had against Mazatlan, a game where you know most of the game was dominated by Tigres, but you know had some things happening there. So, what's really your thoughts, man, about the one of victory? Oh, I had to pull up the VPN on the Mexican servers, so I had to pull it up on Azteca TV. So I only got to watch the second half. But of what I saw, um, I thought the midfield looked dominant. Um, at the end, we could have we could have blown another goal or two. I don't want to straight out say that the defence was amazing because realistically we weren't tested. And to be honest, I don't, don't want to belittle the Zatlan as much. But realistically, we should be beating them home on the way. They are we are a much better side despite what form we're on. And uh, I think uh, Louis tweeted out, there is plenty of things to be content about. You know, it's a clean sheet. It might have not been the most amazing performance, but it was convincing enough to get the win. Talvon, by the way, what a ball. What a ball, honestly. And he's, the quality of that guy is starting to shine through this year, and it proves the money we paid for him. And we just need to we need to get the shape up of this team right so we can go for every tournament run. Because you're forgetting we are in the CONACAF Champions League this year. And the squad depth is not looking great at the minute, so hopefully things will look better in the future. But as it stands, a lot to be excited about, a lot to be worried about. Absolutely. I think that there's definitely things to be taken from, like you mentioned. Uh, Lewis, so, you know, he repeated the back line, um, and he seems like he's confident in giving the confidence to Igor and Reyes at the moment. What do you feel about the defense? I know it wasn't a big test, like Wood mentioned, against Mazatlan, but what are your other thoughts about the defense? Obviously, now we got a new player coming in, Vladimir Mazatlan wasn't going to test us too much, and it's it's not a good game to really gauge our back line against. Uh, but I was pretty proud that they didn't commit any infantile errors, at least, which was a, a huge improvement from that first game against Cruz Azul. Um, I think looking at the game again, mid you know midweek, it just goes to show how much we need Nahuel Guzman at the back. I feel like he, he he's a good leader back there, and he gives a lot of the the guys in the back line confidence, especially the center backs. I think he's kind of the guy that that is the glue that puts it all together. And so I was really proud of, of them not making any mistakes. It still doesn't look fantastic. We'll see how they. They play moving forward. I don't think Cholos was going to be a huge test either, uh, but they do have a few players that can that can test us some. But I think overall, offensively, I think we're right where we want to be. I think the the team's playing well. We're generating chances. Gignac looks solid. Uh, Tovon looked fantastic. I think I think there's a lot there to to be proud of, and I think moving forward with the pieces we've acquired, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I feel like the ease to attack um, gives us a, a very big chance to win ball games. And one of the things that I noticed was 
at most of the time we had the ball on the attacking side or on a counter, it was always our five players like fully, you know, gunning it, you know, to try to seek the goal. But the only thing with that, and luckily, you know, we played Mazatlan, is there was nobody in the middle to cover a lot of that ground when we attacked and created those chances. So, like I've stated before, a lot of the, our success is going to depend on the accuracy of the players, you know, finishing plays with so many chances being created. So, overall, good game. Pretty excited. We got some, the three points. So, you know, great things to, look, uh, to move forward with. Yeah, I thought Cordova has been playing pretty well. It was kind of a shame that he got the red card and won't be able to play on the next one. But Never I think he was, he was, was starting to put it together. I'm with you, Woods. To me, a lot of these refs, you could tell, have never played before. And don't can't tell the difference between an intentional tackle and when somebody just slipped and fell into another person. And immediately when it happened, I, I, I was like, he's going to give him a red card because these guys can't tell the difference between something that's on purpose and something that just happened. Yeah. And it went to VAR. It, the only thing, though, that I'd like to say, though, is he should have let go of that ball a lot sooner than, you know, at least attempting to. He had, he carried the ball at least 30, 40 yards, and, you know, ball should have been moving to either one of the wings uh, as quick as possible. But, like, I'm with you guys. I don't think it was a red card, but, you know, the result of the play, uh, even if the intention wasn't there, uh, provides that. One thing, though, in that game, Carioca. No Carioca in the midfield. Uh, going to week three, he doesn't look like he's going to be the starting option um, to go into this game. How do we feel about this player not participating or getting the minutes? We've seen this last year where he started on the bench but eventually got his starting position. This year, I don't know if it's going to go that route. Uh, I, think um, I know some of you brought up the fact that I think him and was it Guido Pizzero who've um, quite indirectly called out Piojo's tactics and there might have been a bit of a, a breakout behind the scenes. We don't know what's going on, but what we know is, is these players are winners. That's the one thing we can't moan about. Like They mm. want to win, they've got that mentality, they want to go the, the full route. And I just feel, whether is it a tactical thing, is it a personal thing? Because at the end of the day, if you take Gignac away, it's on Tolvan, he's probably our best player. In fact, you can probably throw him into the mix of our best player with Gignac and Tolvan. That's how crucial he is to the side. And to see, see his absence in the past two weeks, it's very strange. It's very... I mean, in the last game, the midfield looked okay, but you brought up a good point earlier, Arnaldo, like about when we got in the final third, there was no movement around the, the box. And I know Juan Pablo Vigan's normally good at that type of stuff, but I just feel without the fluidity of Carioca behind him, because Guido's more of a sitting midfielder, isn't he? And that's where we suffered a bit in attack. So I feel it's, it's, it's a tricky one, because Guido offers more defensive protection. Carioca mm -hmm. offers more fluidity going forward, which is why it's another reason why this back four, it's not it, like the back, the back five, whether you like it or not, to fit all three of them in that are all crucial to our side. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Woods. I think like they need to find a way to, to give Carioca minutes. Um, he's he's been a key part of our team for a long time, and to just leave him out to me just seems foolish. Uh, it, it's likely, like Woods said, that it's it's something to do with some personal issues with with Bioko because there was an opportunity there when when Cordova went out for him to come in uh, more of as a defensive-minded sub 
later on, and, and it didn't happen. And it looks like this next game, uh, he's not going to start in place of Cordova. So I think that kind of tells you that the relationship might be somewhat ruptured there. Or at least he's he's trying to put him in a timeout and, and get everything back together. But I think he's going to have to find a way to bring him in from time to time at least, even if he doesn't start. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he even if he would have came in there, and not even so much for his pace or quickness on pressuring the ball, but just slowing the game down when we recover the ball, especially in the last 20 minutes when Mazatlan was attacking, it would have been great to have someone that could change the pace on a quick turn you know, or a quick fake to slow down the pace of the game. So uh, it's sad to see him on the bench. Uh, he's given a lot to the team over the last five years that he's been at the club. Um so I, I mean, if he's not going to get the minutes, you got to do whatever you have to do in order to move him and get the value that you can out of him. Maybe not in Mexico, but definitely back in Brazil, where he he'll be able to play um, alongside uh, players that fit more of the style that he likes to play. So it's just sad, though. We'll definitely know something at the end by the end of the season, right? I mean, if he hasn't had any any playing time or much playing time in the next few weeks, I think. That might be a clear flag that he might be heading out. Absolutely. So we have Vladimir Lorena coming in, and you know, right back, uh, Olympic medalist for the national team from Mexico. Uh, I was looking at some of El Torres uh, on Twitter, and he was, you know, and some of his uh, podcasts that he talked to about Vladimir. And one of the things that we're definitely going to gain is defensive presence with this guy. He's going to give us a lot more uh, one-on-one safety net in the back. So I'm excited. Maybe on the attacking side, he won't provide as much, like maybe a Chaka or even Duenas, who did at times to go up and create opportunities. But I think it's a type of player with athleticism that fits right into what we're looking to do as far as the way that we want to play as in attacking. Funny when you signed them and you bring bring them up because I remember watching the semi-finals of the Olympics supporting Brazil, obviously. Mm-hmm. And as a little side note, by the way, we were shit that game. We should have beat us realistically. We weren't the better team at all. I'm not gonna lie. But um, I don't know if it was him playing right back. I'm sure it would have been because um, I don't know who else they got um, in his quality at that age. But from what I remember from that game, being at a nil-nil and us just winning on penalties until Martinelli came on. There was no threat down this side at all. Claudinho nullified, Mateus Cunha nullified. So if that was... I remember that being one of the most frustrating games of youth Brazilian football I've ever seen. And we have a lot of what, like highly talented young players. We had Mateus Cunha, Anthony, Richarlison, Claudinho, um, Bruno Gamirez, you know, highly attacking game. I'm completely nullified, completely nullified from... Probably the whole help of the back line, but I think yep. um, he's, I've seen his player profile. He's a very highly defensive right back, which is very, very ideal for us considering that is one of our biggest issues at the moment. So, off my first impressions of what I see and what I'm hearing about him, he does look a very solid signing. And he is young as well. He is young. Absolutely, very young. Lewis, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, 2010. We brought in Torres Nilo and we brought in Hugo Ayala. Now we brought in Angulo and Vladimir Loroña. Not very uh, on paper, very star, you know, a lot of, you know, lights on as far as the type of player, but feel like it's a start of uh, at least looking to make something happen with the rejuvenation of the back line. 
I think that's that had to be a priority because we were we were too old. Uh, and then even some of our guys who you know are are starting to turn into veterans, they're not very good. So Diego Reyes, Lichnowski, they're not elite talent. So we needed somebody like him. I'm I'm super pumped up about the signing, man, because I think it it was a piece we needed with Jordi Caicedo now coming in. I think we're starting to put it all together. Uh, you got a, a guy who can play right back, who is going to fortify the back line with interceptions, tackles, clearances, defensive one on ones. And I think he's just gonna he's gonna make us play way better. So it's a good analogy that you used with that 2011 team, uh, 2010 era where they they brought in that young talent, and I think we're starting to bring in pieces too that are gonna rejuvenate the squad. But also, you know, in the short term, I think we're gonna benefit quite a bit. You know, especially with, since we're playing two tournaments. And you know, going back to y'all's point about the you know inclusion of Carioca in the lineup, that's something that Vladimir Loroña could give you as an option. Because he's such a defensive presence and, you know, a guy that is more reliable to be in the back and not not pushing as much as a typical right back would be, he can also play just like Angulo and slide in and play right center back if needed. So, I mean, we could potentially look at a back line uh, if we really wanted to late in games of Pizarro, um, Angulo, Daniel Oroña, Aquino, and maybe Fulgencio on, on the on the wingback positions to create the threat on the outside and still have that athleticism in the back to protect Noel Guzman. Yeah, I think he, he's going to give us a ton of options, uh, especially because we're going to want to move some of these guys uh, at the end of the season, some of the center backs, especially Lichnowski because he's, he's taking up a, a foreign spot there. So it's going to give us the option if he's able to play center back in some of these games to be able to get rid of uh, another foreign player. And we have, you know, the potential exit of Soteldo, you know, and it looks like the same situation that we went through with Charlie Gonzalez, you know, waiting on his departure in order for Jordi Caicedo to come in. So it looks like we have the defender. Apparently it's South American and coming from Europe. Not sure who could be. But even if he, you know, if he is coming from you, he must be a player that could provide immediate impact. So the team has aspirations now or showing signs of aspirations to, again, you know, contend for a championship. Yeah, I'd say we always are looking to make that forward move, but it's just not looked as convincing mm-hmm. that normally has a... Just to touch on this quick as well, by the way, um, I just checked the team and Lerona was actually starting in that Olympic game. So again, yeah. I am... If, if I am going to, you know, say with confidence based off that one game alone, then we must have a player. We must have a player, trust me, though. Right, so, um, as for the potential departures, Soteldo as well, I mean, I understand it because he's not got much games since coming, and I don't understand that either, by the way, because he's ten times better than Kinyona. Let me get that in there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I did understand Kinyona's playing the other day for the experience, but I had... Going in, into the next home game, I would like to see Valencia back in the side because he impressed me you know, in the, against uh, Cruz Azul. He really did, and they're a very, very well defensively set up side as well. So we've got a player on our hands, and uh, Luis has mentioned earlier a bit of like, do you know, the, the youth project sort of uh, rebuild we're going for, and I've noticed starting to start the season as well. You know, we've got uh, the academy players going through like Teresa in defence, and obviously I could just said Valencia coming through, and we're going to pull through some of the academy boys like Garza. 
is to be seen, but it's good for squad depth going into, you know, it's a lot of tournaments. I do understand the process. However, it's bittersweet, isn't it? I, you, we don't know where it's going to get us because we are, we do know our youth academy is very, very highly talented and we have, we have integrated a lot of the players. Um, Hugo Ayala, Jack Alabriquez, etc. into the team, wonderful. So we'll, we'll only have to wait and see. There's things to like and be concerned about, but hopefully it all goes to plan. Absolutely, and you know that's Fulgencio is a as a potential uh, replacement in the lineup for this upcoming game against Cholos uh, for Quiñones. So he trained with that today, I believe. Um, going with the same back line: Angulo, Reyes, Lichnowski, uh Aquino, Pizarro in the mid with Vigon, and you know the question mark whether it would be Diente or Carioca, but it looks like it's going to be. Diente Lopez uh, starting this Sunday, which it's a good chance for him, man. We're at home. If he doesn't take advantage of the opportunity, we got a beast, you know, sitting on the bench that's willing to come in and change the game, you know, with his explosiveness. I'm excited to see him. I want to see how he's going to use him. I think potentially we could use him in a two-forward system and, you know, play out with Quiñones and Tuvana wide. And if we want to go defensively, throw in Pizarro and Carioca in the middle. So, Ton of options now with uh, Caicedo also coming on. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm glad that that Diente is getting a shot. I think he's motivated. He knows the competition stiff, uh, so I think he's going to be pumped up, ready to go. And uh, I think we'll we're going to get productivity out of him this season because he knows he has to produce. Uh, I was super impressed with uh, Caicedo. I think he's he's got a good head on his shoulders. He what everything he said in the interview with uh, I think it was Reforma. It just it sounds like a guy who's ready to come in, just work hard. Uh, he's a serious guy. He's a serious player. And I think he's going to give us the option to play 4-4-2. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think he's uh, it's just a great signing because I think he's going to free up a ton of space for Gignac. You know what they intended to do with Charlie Gonzalez and Gignac when Tuca first brought him? Was, you know, Gignac to have more of the, the movement and the space to play back because, you know, he can hang on to the ball and, and, and dribble with it. I think with this guy, guy Jordi Caicedo, coming in, that's going to be more of the intention late in games, and I, I'm here for him, and I think that Gignac is just every game demonstrated season after season that he's going to continue to be in the t in the shape that he's in. He loves this. He's, he's a winner. He's a champion, and I think that we, we're going to ride him out for another couple of solid years. So I think he's motivated and seeing, you know, the team's slowly rebu rebuilding and, he, and him still maintaining at an elite level is only going to motivate him more to play, you know, and seek those more championships. The problem with Charlie, I always thought, was that he he was never able to free up space for Gignac. Mm -mm. It always almost seemed like he was taking up space because yeah. he could never get the center backs to move. And so because he never got the center backs to move, then there was no space to open up. But I think Jordi Caicedo, with with his athleticism, the speed that he has, he's great in the air too. Uh, I think he's they're just going to have to be on him. So I think he's going to tie up two center backs, oh. and that's going to free up a lot of space for Gignac. But it's yeah. a win-win for everybody. It's a win for Gignac, and it's a win for Caicedo too because I think he's going to be in the box, and he's going to be ready to, to score. And how cool is it that, you know, the best Ecuadorian player of all time also played with us. So there's a lot to, uh, yeah, you know, for him to like t t use as an experience from, from Valencia. So 
What are we thinking for that? That was one thing that uh, Caicedo mentioned in an interview that he spoke to Ener Valencia, and Valencia said, hey, it's a great club. Go over there. And did, so he, he did it off of uh, Ener Valencia's recommendation. Ener Valencia, you know, it will not go on a lot of history books as like being like a dominant player during the time he spent here, but he provided two championships. The first one was against Rayados. He dominated that first year here, right here. And then even in 2019 with Tuca stuck, you know, stuck with them and made him the starter over Edu Vargas a lot of the times. And, you know, stubborn as Tuca was with them and didn't, wasn't scoring. I, I think he went like 20 some games without scoring. It was like unbelievable. And, but still, Ecuador's be best player of all time, you know, and like, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm, I'm Oh, no, I've got, I've, I might have a controversial opinion with this uh, Valencia guy because I liked his energy. <laughs> I just, I just watched I, when I started, first started watching. That was when just before like he got left a year, like a year prior. Dude, you chances left, right, and stuff. yeah, you saw him. You you saw him in, yeah you saw him at a time where he was not good i don't know in the first game i watched in the Concacaf champions league you know, where nachwell did the madness he missed so many easy t i was into the game so much yeah oh, this, this this guy used to play for west ham oh he's so frustrating to watch and this is where it gets funnier my local is hull city obviously is where i live hull and they played a friendly against Fenerbahce the other day where this is where he plays <laughs> He's the exact same player. <laughs> Outside, 4-7. He misses sitters. He hasn't changed. He's the funniest footballer. <laughs> Dude, I, I, was a, I was a fan when he arrived. I think he scored 13, 14 goals in this first season. Apertura 2017, he was just on fire. Dude, he was starting with Edu Vargas. We were running a 4-3-3. And, like, first time, like, I saw, I was like, man, Tuca... What are you doing, bro? Like you, you, you're showing all kinds of uh, different ways of playing. Which but, wasn't that the the early game against Santos early in the season that inspired the uh, offensiva all the way? Guys? Yeah. After that game, exactly. That four three three with with uh, Edu and Gignac and dude, man, they were just on fire. We were coming off of Gignac at a Euro Cup in 2016. Uh, Edu Vargas uh, winning like back to back to I think. Is, I think it was back to back oh, Copa Americas. When I first started watching, he was one of my favorite players. Oh, he's one of my favorite players ever, dude. That guy's so good. And then you had, and then you had Ecuador, uh, Ender Valencia coming from the Copa America, like showing great things. Like we, our offense was probably the best in North America and South America. It was 20, awesome. Twenty seventeen Apertura Tigres was awesome to watch. That was the year Gio Pizarro left. Leaves to Spain. We bring in Carioca, wondering what's going to happen with the midfield. Duenas was balling like I, you know, I've, I've tweeted out before. He was one of the most underrated uh, center mids. You know, the new era of uh, you know the Victor Guzman, Vigón. That was Duenas, but Duenas wasn't as flashy, scoring lots of goals. But it is what it is. The man played all kinds of positions for us. It was good to watch his link up play speed, etc. But every time I've watched him play for Ecuador the other day for Tigres, as good as he is, he's just very frustrating as well. So I'm hoping that this guy's third over Dude, watch his 2017 highlights, bro. Watch his highlights. Yeah, I'll have to send you some links, Woods. You got yeah. 2017, man. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I remember, can he, can he tap the ball in on the penalty spot? Yeah. 
Late Ener Valencia reminded me a lot of like the last season of Julian Quinones. Yes, yes. Nothing was going for him. Nothing was going for him. Couldn't even dribble towards the end or anything. But yeah. Okay. Well, guys, game on Sunday, seven o'clock our time. Uh, not sure what time. Well, it's probably one a.m. for you. Uh, so Cholos at home. What are we predicting? What's the score? I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go three-one Tigres. Mm-hmm. I like our chances against Cholos, and they've got. They're basically going to play with a uh, youth player at right back because they have a lot of injuries right now. So uh, defensively, they're going to struggle, and their their midfield will struggle against us. Really, their only shot is is um, their three their three top guys. Oh. But it'll be tough. I think it should be a, a, a game we win handily. Cool. Woods? Yeah, I agree with Lewis. Definitely got the quality on them. I remember they were Tijuana were actually one of the first teams that took um, that handed a loss in the um, the Piozza era. And how they played, you know, they played that two banks of four, two banks of four, should I say? And um, you know, those bombing full backs. The goal they scored that day was uh... so realistically, it will be. It's it's never really an easy game in Liga Mekis. It will be a tough fight. Obviously, they do set up physically well, but. Um, if by what I'm hearing, you know, they've got a bit of an injury crisis, and with uh, the momentum we have going forward, hopefully if you set up this new system we've been talking about, it should be a breeze, realistically. I hope we go in there with another convincing performance, a more convincing performance defensively, and going forward we get more goals. Something to just, it's a perfect game for us to get some momentum. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, I'll go 2-0, I'll go 2-0. Yeah, I agree. I agree about the point about the momentum. I think it's going to be an open game at home. It's a Sunday. I think the team had the rest, you know, after the victory. Got some motivation after that uh, win. So I'm going to go with a 3-0. Uh, I think we get another shutout at, uh, at home. And I think the off- the offense comes out confident. And, the, and we score. I think Gignac uh, will score. And I think Florian will get more assists this, this game. I'm, I'm predicting him to be the assist leader this season. Um, he's just, he has it all, man. I, I think he's a great player. I, I was skeptical throughout, you know, the first year and still was at the beginning. But I'm, I'm all in on him. So I'm excited to what he pro- can provide. I was thinking 3-0, but I just degraded it to 2-0 because number two could probably going to still be playing that lump Kinyone or something. I was going to find a way to slot him in. We'll find a way. Yeah. But, all right, guys. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate you guys. Uh, good combo, like always. Uh, and hopefully we get this dub. Let's do it. Yeah, See you guys.